Time now for the Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Always Positive Jay. Welcome, everybody, to the Voice of the Land. I'm Kevin Arnold. Always Positive Jay is somewhere in the stratosphere and the AI that is known as audio, better known as Peter Tellup. He is really in the stratosphere somewhere as we are remote here tonight for this edition of the Voice of the Land. And guys, we'll just jump right on in. We're on the Big Play Network. We're brought to you by Vector Technical to get the right person, the right job the first time. Boy, the job of Browns fans is always to freak out, apparently, though. And I don't know why, but Jay, what happened today? I don't know. Apparently, the the offense completely fell apart, and defense is still there, but uh, the team's falling apart. We don't have a kicker at all. We can't give him any time. The world's coming to an end when it comes to the Browns, Kevin. You didn't hear? I I, I guess I, I didn't hear that. I mean, we, we traveled to Philly for two days, and it's like everything is, you know, chicken little. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. I I know. Just to think, the team that was in the Super Bowl might have played a little better than us. Man. And, and boy, the Browns won day one. And, oh, well, you know, hmm, Super Bowl runner-up having a little chip on their shoulder and wanting to play better when they were at home. I, I wonder what that's like. You know, it. last time I checked the calendar, Jay, it's August 16th, not uh, January 16th or December 16th or anything like that. Is that... Am I right in that, or did I read the did I read the weather today and the and the, the calendar wrong? You didn't fall asleep and hibernate for months, Kevin. You didn't miss the season. I mean, there's a, part of this job of turning into a dad has felt like I've been hibernating for a long time because there, <laughs> there are days that just maybe lack happen. of hibernation, the opposite of hibernation, lack of hibernation making you feel like you're in hibernation. That's what is that's the, for uh, sure. What's the opposite of hibernation where you just are, are awake all the time? Insomnia. Anxiety? Insomnia. insomnia. What's the opposite yeah. of hibernation where you stay awake for a month? Well, it'd be like insomnia where you can't sleep. Yeah. Anxiety. Being a Cleveland yeah. fan, you know, <laughs> I, I, I guess it all just goes hand in hand, but. So we say all that in jest, but today, yes, a lot of people were freaking out. And, you know, a lot of people were already at the stage. I know fellow big play teammate Nick Padone had tweeted out, we're already at the stage of fighting with media members on Brown's Twitter. That's going to happen regardless. But Zach Jackson, the athletic, put out an article, and this is kind of where this conversation started today. And basically told it like it was what he saw from from the offense. But then the article also made it seem like the passing game has been been terrible. He also said it has a chance to it has a chance to get better because there it is August 16th. But people don't see those those pieces and people also aren't being given context of what's going on when Deshaun Watson is, is throwing interceptions and when Josh Dobbs is throwing interceptions. Listening to uh, one of the Cleveland Browns radio network shows today, Nathan Zagura, who does the color commentary alongside the absolute best voice in the game, Jim Donovan, who we continue to send our well wishes to. He was breaking it all down because he's there live and saying, yes, Deshaun Watson threw an interception in the red zone yesterday. He threw that when it was fourth, fourth and goal or fourth down 
they're practicing a situation. So they gave them the situation. It's fourth down. There's 11 seconds left on the clock in a two-minute drill. You have no timeouts, and you're down three or four. So you have to score a touchdown. Well, you gotta do where's, something. Where's he gonna throw? The, where does he have to throw the football to? The end zone, right? The offense knows that, but guess who else knows that? Oh, that's right, the defense, and it's only 11 yards of space to operate with. Red zone is one of the toughest areas. If we put that in perspective, yes, we don't want to see red zone issues this year. We don't want to see what we saw in, in, in game two of the preseason, Jay. But, I mean, this team is not has not built the chemistry in those areas of the field like Philadelphia has, and knowing exactly Jalen Hurts kind of having that second sense of exactly where these receivers are going to go, where they're going to even ad lib to, to find that space to try to score in a, in a tight window. So uh, there's a, there's a big difference between where the Browns are right now, where they're trying to get to versus where Philadelphia has already been and where they're trying to take that next step to this year. For me, Kevin, what do we say we were going to do before this season started for training camp? What we, I guess what we wouldn't do, we weren't going to get overhyped about training camp news because it's training camp news. We've been getting overhyped forever, and obviously we haven't done good. But at the same end, I'm not going to get, like, freak out either, over freak out about anything that happens in training camp whatsoever. To me, I, I just don't care what happens in these training camps. I don't care what happens during preseason games because I've watched the Browns go 4-0 in preseason and then go ahead and not win a single game. Like, I just – I should probably have more of a take, you know, if we have a sports show talks, but I don't. I just don't care about it anymore. I'm like, whatever, dude, just – that's – I just want to get to the games, dude. I'm so sick of training camp news. It's it's training camp, Kevin. We talk about training camp? Training camp? Not a game. Not a game, but practice – we're talking about practice. Yeah, the old Allen, Allen Iverson line, like that was just playing in my head the entire the entire day. But it all it did kind of take take me by a little bit of surprise. Not that much surprising me with Brown's Twitter or Brown, you know, Brown's fandom, Cleveland fandom in general, but just how that narrative so quickly changed. While we know that the passing offense has not found an exact rhythm yet, and we don't we don't know. We're not ever going to be told what are they working on right now, how vanilla are things right now, and how many things behind closed doors, behind closed practices and walkthroughs are they working on and talking through that they are going to instill when there's, you know, fans aren't invited to practice and media isn't all over the place. They're, you know. Hey, hey Kevin, who yeah. are we playing week one? Uh, Cincinnati. So would we want them to have any idea whatsoever? I mean, that's a pretty important game, right? We right. want them to know what we're going to do, right? Now, some people would argue that, well, they're showing a lot of what they're trying to do with Elijah Moore. They showed a lot in that, that one drive that they had last week. My counter-argument to that would be, I don't know how, how good of a decision this is, but they might be thinking, well, we're just so confident in what we're, how many different packages we have for a guy like that and having a Swiss Army knife out there on the field that we don't care if we show at least even some of it and we have some stuff in our back pocket because you can see it and you can try to stop it, but we're confident that we're going to be able to execute some sort of option out of each play, each play in that package that we have. 
Browns haven't gotten to a level where they have earned the right to have that kind of, you know, confidence in themselves, but it, you know, you're never going to gain confidence in yourself if you don't actually have it and it doesn't start somewhere. So there's, you could go both ways. And that's why, like you said, yeah, we're supposed to have a take, but it, it is, it is training camp. The one thing that is certain OJ and that we can, I think we can both agree on is, we have seen that there have been some issues with this passing offense and at and Brown's history has shown us whatever is that big question mark in training camp tends to rear its ugly head during the season. So you don't want these bad habits to become your habit, but good teams to great teams find ways when bad habits may come up in training camp, work out the kinks, and figure out a way to, you know, to change things to get better as the season goes along. I'm sure across the board in all 32 training camps, Jay, there's like there's a lot of teams, even if they're a good team, there's some sort of issue that's coming up. Guys' heads aren't right or, or, or something is going on where the same mistake keeps happening or similar mistakes keep happening. The teams are going to have success by the time January and February come around are the ones that by the time September 10th comes around, those issues aren't going to be an issue anymore. Yeah, I mean, you're dead on, dude. Like, hopefully we just get through this. All I want training camp, just get through it healthy. All I want. Just let me get through the season, get through it healthy. So there's no excuse of, you know, what if we would have had this guy, you know, or because of this happened – our whole season got derailed. There's, I want the season of no excuses, Kevin. That's all I can ask for. Yeah, a season of no no excuses, and we're not going to here. We're not going to make excuses. We're going to tell tell it like it is. Yes, uh, we tell the people all this all this all the time. Yes, we have always positive Jay on the show, but always positive Jay is is a, is a moniker for life, and it's a way to you know it's a guy that Jay is a guy that wants to help everybody and uplift people when it comes to the sports teams you know at times you gotta you gotta be real with it you did mention injuries though and there were you know some some issues on monday in the joint practice i know denzel ward left with heat related stuff elijah moore hasn't really didn't get a chance to participate much outside of individuals after the injury in the preseason game to his ribs it's always a difficult spot to get hurt at Miles Garrett, tweak of his foot, opposite foot of where the toe is, and Jack Conklin again sidelined, and this time with a with concussion-like symptoms. Seen some other little nicks and injuries that have kept some guys out. Any pause for concern there from from your NJ when you've seen some of those reports coming out? I think the Miles Garrett probably someone stepped on his foot and he's like, "All right, I'm done," uh, and everyone freaked out on Twitter, of course. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny. I'm like, I'll just wait to see what happens. And the one that kind of concerns me is Elijah Moore. I don't think that's being spoke. He's not a real big guy. You know, yeah. like, if they are going to use him that much, is he ever going to be able to, like, sustain that kind of abuse that he's going to take? Because you run, you run him, dude, you're going to be hit like a running back. And with Jack Conklin, that's definitely concerning in a way. But... I'd be lying if I'm not getting a little excited about uh, how do you say is it De- uh, Dewan Jones? 
yes, it's Dewan Jones. It's not Dwayne Jones. I had someone, you know, around me one day call him Dwayne yeah, Jones. Yeah, I, I, did it three different... I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, now I'm thinking about it. I'm going to say it wrong. I, I think this kid might be a, a steal of the draft. Like, he looks the part. And the thing that got me, well, I'm like, all right, now I'm starting to get excited, is when Joe Thomas got excited. I'm like, oh, ooh. When the Hoff is getting excited about a lineman, that gets me excited about a lineman. So, I mean, the dude is just enormous. And he came in, like, they asked him, like, we need you to be in more shape and lose weight. And he did that and then some. And, like they say, like, he ain't making the same mistake twice, which that's fantastic. So if you got a guy that's willing to put in the work and really just be a a technical magician, like – get it down to a T like that's why Joe Thomas was Joe Thomas because he works so hard at it. But then you give him that physical gift of his just enormous body. Like that's, he might be trouble for defensive ends and help for us for many, many years, Kevin. Yeah. If he takes the teachings of Bill Callahan, who has worked wonders. I mean, he got a guy named Blake to play center in a playoff game. I know, I know, I know. There was no one in the stands in Pittsburgh and blah, 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 blah. Still a game against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has dominated us forever. And you have a you have a third or fourth string center in there and some other, uh, other spots there were some second and third stringers in that game. And you found a way to dominate and win and get that playoff win and try, and, you know, you try to go on to Kansas City. So, Along the offensive line, a lot of that credit goes to a guy like Bill Callahan, and it's it's great well, that I, we've been able to. He's keep the best him. of the. He's the best at what he does. Yeah. We have the best offensive line coach, and it's I don't even think it's close. And I'm so glad, like with some of his his sons and family in the league, that we have been able to hold on to Bill Callahan in one of those coaching assistant positions this long, because his name, you know, he's kind of. He had a resurgence to his career and just kind of reiterated what he has, what he's been so successful with in his long time being around the NFL and being in the game of football. So it's been such a blessing to have that, to have one of the better offensive lines, no matter who's in there, because you know, even if it it's an issue one week, Bill Callahan is going to make sure these guys aren't going to make those same mistakes the next week. So if Dewan Jones takes the teachings of Bill Callahan, and Joe Thomas, who, you know, guys like that don't have to, they don't, they don't necessarily have to usher in the new generation. Now, does it make them seem kind of like a, a prick a little bit if they, if they don't, if they kind of turn their nose up, if, if the young guy wants to ask questions uh, of, a, of a guy that played there for a long time? Sure, that's never going to be Joe Thomas, but like, he doesn't have to do that. He's prepping to call the game tomorrow. He's, you know, he's got other other work to do. He's got family responsibilities and he's got to check in with his family when he's on the road calling games and stuff like that. But he took the time after practice yesterday to talk to Dewan Jones. That's how much he cares about this organization and cares about, you know, not what he did, but helping that next generation come in and find their way of being successful. So um, I, mean, I think he may not have won here, but he's still contributing a lot. So if we ever do anything, like he's still going to be a part of that winning team if they ever get there. And he's going to be one of the, I know he's going to be one of the people at the, you know, at the front of the line cheering on the guys that 
if we ever get to see the Lombardi trophy hoisted with guys wearing orange and brown colors and, you know. He needs to be the guy who gives them the trophy, I feel like. Don't you? I, I do. I, I do. I do. And that would be such a sweet moment. And I know that the the organization would kind of would share it with him too because they do see him as still a part of the organization and he's willing to do do that type of stuff. So Dewan Jones is is definitely a definitely a beast, but you know, you gotta back it up with the skills. And sometimes that takes taking the teachings of other people and and, and finding your own way. And, and if you're already earning first team reps. If you're going to joint practice, it's not saying that James Hudson is doing anything bad. I think that's just a credit to how hard Dewan Jones is working. And, you know, they're trying to get as many people up to speed and, and available to keep that depth strong throughout the year. Unfortunately for James Hudson, he's just not as big as Dewan Jones. Like, when you're that big and that massively dominant, it's that's what makes the difference between the elite and good. And for James Hudson, you know, right now he's still seen as the as the backup swing tackle for this team, and which you know, is great. Like I like him, and and it's if there's any sort of like questioning in his head now, seeing Dewan Jones kind of getting some of those reps taken from him, you know, one thing that guy like James Hudson or any player in the NFL has got to do is, you know, okay, he's earned some of this time. What can I do? better because this this league is not for long it's what have you done for me lately so dewan jones has shown a lot of flashes so you know he's he's the right now but if you want to sustain being the right now the future whatever it might be you know a guy like james hudson i'm not saying he has a chip on his shoulder but you know you just gotta you gotta work just like everybody else and i mean you gotta be ready your 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 number to be called at any moment football's very violent those are the big guys. They get yeah. hurt a lot. And you when you come when you get at your moment, you gotta shine, man. You, you gotta take care of it. So when like when he's in practice to help your team, you better be giving the dude across to you hell. And, and he's gonna get better for it. And you're gonna get better for it. So when it, and you're gonna be ready when the time comes. And I think James Hudson is a professional. I mean, I I've never seen anything bad from the guy. So and if it hasn't been done so already, hopefully these last 20 minutes have helped calm the mass Browns panic being in August. And we can just kind of move forward, recognize that there are issues this team needs to work through. They need to recognize If we it. start 0-4, freak out. Yeah. If we, if we absolutely look terrible and we lay an absolute egg in game one, yeah, there's always overreaction Monday and it's only one game. But if it looks... Like a wide, wide gap between Cincinnati and the Browns, then some of that panic is a little bit more warranted. Right now, take it easy and maybe maybe sit down and watch some baseball. We'll talk baseball on the other side of this break. You're tuned in to the Voice Land right here on the Big Play Network. Whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout Northeastern Ohio. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. With an above average hire in rate of one in four candidates, Vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time. Vector Technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work and is sure to have a career that you've been looking for. 
To learn more, visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com. Welcome back to The Voice Land right here on the Big Play Network. Kevin Arnold, always positive. Jay and Peter Tellup with you as always here on a Wednesday night. And we got we went to break talking about the Browns and how people are freaking out before they even play an actual game. Well, the team there's a there is a team in town. I don't know if people forgot about this or not, but there is a team in town that are actually playing games that matter. And if you someone that's been freaking out lately because of their inability to catch any sort of momentum and take hold of this division when the Twins are trying to give it to them, gift wrap it to them, then that's probably a little bit more warranted because we are way past the halfway point, getting down to the last month and a half of the baseball season. The Guardians, while playing some good baseball, every single time it seems like they catch momentum, they just they can't seem to sustain it and really take a hold of the AL Central. I've seen some guys come up and have an impact. Jay, Cole Calhoun, I know, has, has played decently well. There's been moments where he's been put in positions where, you know, people – he doesn't play first base very often, and he's making – you know, helping make errors. And Brian Rocchio at third. And Jay, we're in a tryout, trial-by-fire type type zone right now and if it if it leads to the, this team getting back atop the AL Central and making the playoffs and playing good baseball towards the end maybe maybe making a run uh, crazier things have happened it's really a, a tryout period and this organization figuring out what they have and in, in in the young guys that have been at AAA and kind of log jam in the infield for so long yeah um I'm not gonna lie I totally gave up on us catching the division I doubt it. The rest of our our schedule is about to get real tough, and we didn't take care of business when we should have. And I, whatever, I'm now switching my mind. Like I'm not giving up on like not watching or paying attention to the team because now I'm like, all right, let's see the developmental of like let's see these players develop. Let's see which one of these infielders are going to be the guy for us in the future. Man. I am excited about that young pitching staff. That that definitely has me looking really looking happy, like forward to the future big time. Galvin Will My dad has gotten excited about one player like I've seen like this before. It was Manny Ramirez. And Galvin Williams has got him like giddy about a player. It's like, oh, this guy, he's he's got the stuff, man. He's got the stuff. And I'm just like, all right, all right. And Ever since then, we watched his first start with him, and he's just – he's got the stuff. And then uh, I'm drawing a blank. The other rookie sensation, Kevin. Tanner Bobby. Yeah. He's going to be up for – he's going to get votes for rookie of the year. I don't know if he'll win it, especially being on a losing team and not being in a major market. It's going to go against him. I don't think it should. But, like, what do you think about that, Kevin? The rook, do you think rookie of the year? Like, I could see MVP, which they give to Trout, who's on a losing team all the time. I think the MVP should be somewhat of a winning record, but I think a rookie of the year, I don't think your record should matter because you usually if you're a rookie of the year, you are number one draft pick and you're getting called up and you're probably not in a very good team. Yeah, you're not on a good team. And here's the unfortunate reality of, of professional sports. All awards have kind of gotten the MVP treatment so if you're not really on a good team unless you know Shohei Otani 
doing what he does right now on a bad team. And I guess Mike, you know, Mike Trout has kind of been the exception to the rule being on a, on a team that just hasn't won being the best player in baseball. Like, there's always those exceptions, but it's got to be the extreme exception. Tanner Bybee's not enough of that, hasn't been up here long enough. And, you know, he's just started to really hit his stride this season. Um, I believe he hasn't lost in his last seven starts. I could be mistaken on that, but um, has not suffered a loss in his last seven starts. And, I mean, just just electric. And when these guys get in a jam, you know, you can see when a pitcher's mind really starts to it goes into this tailspin when there's a bunch, you know, a bunch of traffic on the base paths and they can't throw that strike. They can't get that, that secondary pitch over for a strike and they're having to throw straight fastballs and they're not getting the And then they leave anymore. one hanging. They leave one hanging and there's already two guys on. So you got that three or four pointer out there and then it really, the scoreboard balloons and then, you know, things just go off the rails. That doesn't happen with these guys. You see, you know, I get a notification from the MLB app and it says, you know, Cincinnati Reds score two in the, in the top of the first. I, I'm not saying that that's happening right now. I'm just taking the teams that are playing tonight. I have my phone's charging. I have no idea what's going on in the game. I have no idea if even people are commenting on the show here tonight. But what I do know is you see something like that couple runs score in, in the first inning. Well, then phone goes silent for a while. Unfortunately, that's partly because our offense can't score, but also more so our pitching staff. I thought that was maybe a notification coming to my watch about the game. The, the pitching staff, these young guys, they, they give up a couple runs early or they get, you know, they're, they're struggling those first couple innings and they just, they just, they find that groove and they never get rattled. It's this veteran presence in these young pitchers that is so stellar and it's partially a credit to the guardians cleveland baseball organization because that's how they develop these guys and it's what i would love to see them be able to do on the offensive side or the you know the the field player side of things especially in the outfield guys that come up to come up from the minors that patient at the plate they have professional level at bats even if they're not hitting very well their their batting average isn't what they want it to be right away they're not pressing they're getting on base because they're walking they're taking pitches they're forcing guys to get deep into counts they're fouling off pitches things like that and we just don't see that often enough with this organization well, I'll give you guys an update on the game. It was we were down one nothing with two outs, but Ramirez just had a base hit, scoring uh, someone from second. So now it's tied in the top of the third. Two outs, we're still off the bat. Gotta oh, love Jose. Gotta love man. Him. What you, if everybody want that that tunes into the show? If you really want to know why we call him AI or he's an AI system, why we call him audio instead of actually like a human is because I just got that notification from the MLB app, from the from the score card. He's quick, man. He's quick. Peter got that before <laughs> the MLB app did, and they try to put that stuff through. He's got the latest quick. processor and everything, Kevin. Well, are you we, down in Cincinnati right now? Like, no, no. Are you partially no. in Cincinnati? We do have a comment from Eric, uh, Nanarone, that said, the outfield is the biggest problem. They're not getting any power from the outfielders, and they need to redo the outfield this offseason. 
Boom. Here's the thing. And I, one, Kevin, you sound just like my dad. Everything you said about the pitchers, like earlier today, I had talking to him he's about the veteran. How they, they look like veterans at like such young ages, ridiculous. But remember when everyone was like, "Oh, one hitter's not going to make a difference." Blah blah blah. One hitter can make a huge difference. Could you imagine what we would where we'd be? Because when Naylor went out, that showed you right there what how fragile this offensive line is. So imagine when Naylor's out, we had someone that would have just been able to take his place right now. How much better off we would be. We might be pretty close to that damn division. And then when we get Naylor back, now you got a third person. It would unlock, I'm telling you, it'll unlock this offense. It 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 still bothers me, like irks me. They they did not get that outfielder or power hitter. And maybe it wasn't available, whatever. They should have did it in the offseason and not just taking another gamble on Josh Bell, who Every time I see him hit a home run or something in Miami, it, it, it drives me insane. Yeah, Kevin, it's, it's been a struggle of a year, man. It's not been yeah. fun being a Guardians fan. And I and I always give credit where credit is due, and I've given this front office especially a lot of credit for what they've been able to do with the amount of resources that they have. But a lot of people wanted to still give them credit for – I know we had this debate as well – for going – to Houston to, you know, have a meeting with the team and, and break it all down to have to talk about that. Front offices shouldn't – we both we both said it. They shouldn't have to talk to every player. I mean, there's exceptions. There's LeBron. And different sports are going to have different philosophies with that. But it says a lot that they felt like they needed to go and talk to the team after all of this that <clears> – <throat> two sides were not on the same page. So there was an issue there. So yes, while they they may not have been able to have a dance partner in the trade season to get a professional hitter. I never ever say I want an all-star. I want a superstar out there on the outfield. I want you to go get Shohei Otani. I want you to go get the best player in baseball. I never say that. I always phrase it as, I want a professional major league hitter in the outfield. That, you know, defense may not be like an exceptional trait of theirs. Michael Brantley. Right. And we've had guys like that. And we don't hold on to them. And even some of the, the minor leaguers that somehow they're stuck down there because of the log jam at their position. We also give up on some of them too quick. We give up on the wrong people too quick and we hold on to the wrong ones. For yeah, too Diaz, long. Nolan Jones. There's just like this disconnect. They can, they can sense a pitcher when they draft them and when they trade for one. I know they're drafting them. Kevin, those dudes got a 3d printer and they're just printing pictures somewhere. dude. They're making them. Is it? And- I thought I was like, man, you're you're pushing your luck with giving up on all these pitchers and getting rid of all these. Pit- no, I, they're just going to have Cy Young winners for the rest of life. And for all they're able to do with that, it's like that has taken all of their energy, all of their knowledge, everything, every ounce of their baseball being has gone into the pitching side of things. And it's like night and day when it comes to trying to find an infielder or more so an outfielder that that can that can do it all. It doesn't have to be 
at a superstar level. I'm just looking for the ability to do it at the big league level. And we didn't do that. And they decide, you know, they decided to, I'm not saying punt on the season, but they decided to go with the tryout season instead of going for it. Who's next to happen this to Oscar Gonzalez. I'm gonna call it right now. Put it on the board. We're gonna trade Oscar Gonzalez and then he's gonna go somewhere and he's just gonna rip it up. You know it's gonna happen, Kevin. You know it's gonna happen. I know. And look at look at Josh Bell. I mean, he goes to the I know we weren't the only team he struggled with. But he goes to the Marlins and he starts hitting home runs. Is there is there just something in the water here where home runs are becoming less and less favorable? Everyone or... on that team needs to drink only what Jose Ramirez drinks from now on. Yeah, get Mike's super stuff from Space Jam or whatever Jose's drinking or Jose's or super something. stuff. Like again. Power hitting is not just home runs, though. Everybody gets messed up in this new launch angle and, and exit velocity and all this type of stuff. But power hitting is, yes, home runs, but it's also doubles. Having the guys with speed that we always have in our lineup, if they could hit doubles, some of those could turn into triples. And now you're putting more pressure on the other pitching staff instead of just allowing them to oh, they're struggling in the first, and then we, you know, bring up a guy like Miles Straw, and he grounds it on a double play. Up, oh, inning over. And then they settle in, and we, can't, we make him look like a superstar when they're just an average, at best, pitcher that we're going against. It's, it's frustrating. If but, you're not going to hit for power, hit for average, and the rest of the team is not hitting for the, the average they hit for last year, and our offense showing it, man. Yeah, every, everything like, has gone in. Everything that happened last year, we're seeing the exact opposite story play out this year. It's frustrating, but hey, maybe maybe the silver lining has yet to show itself this year, and, and we we hope that it does. Well, with that, we hit our second break of the night. I guess there's some basketball news out there, or football really does get started tomorrow night. And I'm not talking about the Browns. What are we talking about? We'll figure that out in the break, and we'll tell you on the other side. This is the Voice of Land, the Big Play Network. Are you struggling to hire the right talent or maybe even find the right career? Vector Technical makes it easy. Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people in job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you. Get your gear at voiceofthelandcom forward slash shop. Welcome back to the Voice of Land and welcome to football season officially. We were talking in the break and Peter, I believe you have an announcement. I know that you are not actually on screen and never really on video anyways, but you have an announcement for our 
audience about where CBC TV will be. I unfortunately won't be there, but Peter will. People can still get great high school football coverage with the Chagrin Valley Conference right on CBC TV if you go to ChagrinValleyConference.com. Peter, we got a back-to-back this week. We do. We have a back-to-back. So the first game is tomorrow night at Conneaut. So Conneaut, Madison, and Jefferson have been added to the CBC. Uh, Grand Valley, which is also quite a distance out there, that's out 422, just keep going east. Um, so Grand Valley will be at Conneaut. Our second game is at Beachwood. And I don't have the uh, schedule in front of me, so I'm not sure who they will be playing, but both of those games will be streamed live uh, on the CBC YouTube channel. So look up Sugar and Valley Conference on YouTube or go to SugarandValleyConference.com, and there should be links there. So you're telling me, Peter, that the Chagrin Valley Conference is basically like the Big Ten. They're adding teams that are they are much further out of their. There are 26 teams, I believe, now in the CVC. They have I mean, four that... divisions for, for for football. Four divisions. Yeah. So there's Metro, Lake, Valley, and River. I believe are the four now. It's not Chagrin no more. Uh, it might be Chagrin instead of River. It might have been that. That may be my bad. I was gonna say. You know, because it's always been Chagrin and Valley. That's always been okay. the two divisions. Yeah, the Chagrin, two divisions. Chagrin Valley, Metro, and Lake, I think, is are the four now. Lake is the is the additional one now, yep. yeah, because I know when – so when I was in school, I, people that don't know, I went to Wycliffe, and it's always – I so Chagrin Valley Conference is basically my home for student athletics. And it's where I've coached at. It's where I've – you know, just, just the teams I've known. When I was in school, it was the Chagrin and the Valley, and then we started to add a couple schools. So we had to, at least in basketball and soccer, all all the schools outside of – or all the sports outside of football, we had the three divisions, Chagrin, Metro, and Valley. Okay. Well, now they've really started to grow and grown to the 26 teams. So now now it's not just three divisions for most of the sports and two for football. It's it's four, I think. I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be the way it is across the board, right, Peter? Yeah, I believe so. Um, it's Orange is at Beachwood on Friday. Orange so, is at Beachwood. Yeah, so, so but yeah, that that's um. Be... Well, here's the thing: going way back, Kevin, when I played for Solon, we were in the CVC. Oh, that's so right. So the CVC was like Chagrin Falls, Orange, Solon, Twinsburg. Um, I believe Wycliffe was mm-hmm. still in there. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but it was uh. You know, those schools, I think Kenston might have been in the CVC at that point. I, I forget it's been so long ago. Yeah, Kenston's kind of been in and out. I mean, Kenston, like, came in. Like, they were added to the CVC when I was in school, but I could have swore that they were in it at some point beforehand. Possibly. Too, so. They're out of it now. West G is in, I know. Yeah, so we West G, Perry, and that's Hard- Lake County Perry, not Maslin Perry. Right. Harvey, Edgewood, Crestwood, Wycliffe, Brooklyn, Cardinal, Cuyahoga Heights, Independence, Jefferson, Lakeside, Sherwood Falls, Perry, Geneva, Madison, Grand Valley, we already said Berkshire, West Jaga, Orange, Independence, and Trinity. I probably said Independence twice there. So we do have a couple doubles, but we are uh, slated to, it looks like, do at least 13 games so we have actually have um the last two weeks of the regular season are both double headers um thursday and friday one's a thursday friday and i believe one is actually a, a week 10 i believe is a friday saturday oh well maybe i'll uh 
maybe I'll dust off the rust a little bit for week ten. We'll see. You're where always we're welcome to. You're always welcome <laughs> to come stop by. So we'll see how uh, how it goes. So we do have a new play by play person since you are busy with other assignments. So yeah, Kevin, what will you be? Yeah, doing what will you be doing, year? Kevin, for Friday night football? <laughs> Plug away. And I don't want to plug. <laughs> Come on, no, you have if to you're not this. if you're not this watching the CBC, you, you got to be listening to Kevin deal. Arnold. So. I know, I know. Um, so I, we don't talk about it a lot in the show, and there's there's a reason for that. Not because it's a bad thing, but because you know I try to leave each thing as its own and uh, make sure that each thing gets its importance when it's there. But I do work at ESPN Cleveland, one of the sports talk radio stations here, and every every year there's always every year there's always been some sort of high school coverage the ESPN Cleveland. They've been one of the radio stations to make sure that the spotlight on the great student athletes that continue to go through generation after generation through uh, here in Northeast Ohio, especially on the football side, which can rival football in any other big market that there is. Texas doesn't matter what the stadium size is or anything like that. Talent wise, we could go best on best. And that's, that's for sure. So ESPN Cleveland is always, try to highlight those along with other networks and, and the growth of the Sugar and Valley Conference and CBC TV, trying to showcase as many of these student athletes as possible. In the past, it was play by play. When COVID hit, of course, the, the staff wasn't being sent out to games. So they did a scoreboard show to try to keep as many people up to date as possible because they knew people weren't, not as many people could go to the games, if at all. So everybody tried to find a different way to get the information out to people. What's going on at the game? I can't even, I'm nowhere close to the stadium. I'm on the opposite side of the city. I can't, I don't know what's going on. And I love going to the games. What's happening? And that's the way it's kind of, kind of been. So it's, it's like its own radio show. And, um, you know, last year I was doing some sideline reporting for it as I've gotten in at the station. And I was also doing play by play this year. I have been a, afforded the opportunity and i've worked i will i will admit i've worked my ass off for for opportunities like this and i will continue to do so because you i will i never want to feel like i've ever quote unquote and i put that in air quotes for those just listening on google spotify or apple i never want to feel like i've made it and i don't plan on ever feeling like that but i am going to be the co-host of our high school hysteria presented by wendy's i that's just natural for me to say that um high school hysteria our scoreboard show hey, we love wendy's yes yes even as a gluten-free person i make sure i buy as many gluten-free uh hamburger buns as possible and i switch that stuff over just so i can eat some wendy's hamburgers because i will do that all the time that's no that's not paid for or anything like that no, i want to put that out there this is a separate I'm entity. I'm like literally like two minutes from my house yeah their burgers are by far the best fast food burgers it's not even close and that chili, oh, that chili. Oh, the chili is so good. I love yeah. it. I get put on dogs, and it's good to go. And this is all, this is all just, we're just talking about Wendy's. There's nothing paid for. Plugging away, not. Wendy's, so go ahead and pay yeah. us. No, yeah, day. Wendy's could pay us. That We would not object to that. Yes. but You pay me in food. All right. All right. Not to cross over and try to, like, you know, sell a sponsorship for this show. when it, like that's what This is part of why I keep things separate, but um, it is... It is a big deal that um, I will be in the co-host chair for the first time in my career, and I'm lo really looking forward to it, really looking forward to being able to break down some of these games and kind of look at it from that standpoint. 
being around high school football for so long. I'm going to miss being out there on the sidelines or in these stadiums because that's really where the atmosphere is. But, I mean, I'm going to make sure that anybody that's driving around and not able to get to the game and they are wondering what's happening in high school football because they just absolutely love it. I'm going to make sure alongside uh, Dale Davison, who's going to be the host of the show, I will be seconding, you know, second chair. We'll have Carmen Kalo along as well. We're going to try to give as much information about these games, break it down, look at recruiting, look at stellar performances, not just from Ohio, but around the country. And, and at times try to update on other sports that have been going on in the fall as well, because all of these student athletes deserve a spotlight. And, and football is that, that main beacon that we can kind of use to then us also uplift some of the other sports and all the, all the other student athletes. So really looking forward to it. Get started this Friday from seven to 10 for 10 straight weeks. We'll be doing that. So if you're not at a game, you want to know what's going on Northeast Ohio high school football. Every time we come back from break, we're going to have score updates all the time. And then we'll be breaking down some of that stuff. And as Browns and Ohio state get going as well, we'll touch on that. We're really going to try to spotlight all of the great student athletes here in Northeast Ohio. Well, just wanted to say on tape that congratulations, Kevin, you did work your ass off and I'm glad you're getting this opportunity. And me and Peter both know that you're going to take full advantage of it. Yeah. And I'm going to take it, take it seriously as well. There's no, you know, I'm leaning back in this chair right now, but Jay and I are both sitting in chairs that are not the most comfortable to sit long stretches in. So God, I'm like trying chair to sucks. I'm just trying to adjust my adjust my back here every single time. As long as you see me, I'm squirming around and stuff. Yeah, it's because this chair is absolutely terrible and there's no cushion. Yeah, but there's no there's no relaxing. There's no leaning back in the chair. I've I've gotten I've got so many of the great high school football writers and and people who cover it, like for Cleveland.com and the News Herald and some of the other outlets and stuff. I have as many of those articles bookmarked. I've been reading through this stuff, so we are going to have as much knowledge and if we don't know something we'll have people on to educate us on things and um you know again really looking forward to it so it's just set next step of motivation to do more work rather than you know hey i moved to the other side of the glass and now i can just kind of coax on by that's that's the exact opposite of where my thinking is so we're gonna we're gonna have some fun but we're gonna make sure that the, the work is done and, and the conversation's are about the right thing. So tune in Fridays, seven to 10, if you're not watching, but if you want to watch an actual game, sugarandvalleyconference.com, all the great work that Peter and his crew do all the time. They'll have a game of the week, every at least every Friday for the most part, and sometimes doubleheaders like this week with uh, Grand Valley going out to County Yacht tomorrow night. So the season gets underway tomorrow night. And then Orange at Beachwood on Friday. Those are those two featured games on CBC TV. And I know that I'm sure if you have Spectrum, there'll be a feature game in Northeast Ohio Showcase. I forget the exact name, but one game in Maslin Friday night, three games in uh, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium on Saturday, St. Ed's, Archbishop Hoban, Glenville, and Maslin, Washington. A lot of well-known programs here in Ohio. They're facing off against state champions from some other states. So it's Ohio versus America trying to showcase that Texas ain't the only place that's got great high school football. We got some pretty good teams right here in Ohio and especially in Northeast Ohio. So keep an eye out. Our population compared to those other powerhouses is probably half, if not a third. And we have 
just as many great players come out of here. Oh, yeah. What I hear is, like, they have great players. We have great coaches. Like, the coaching you get in Ohio is probably, they say, the best there is in high school football. And it's not just at the best division either. It's all the way down. There are seven divisions of football here in Ohio. So you got guys like, yeah, I know he retired, but Chuck Kyle at St. Ignatius and Tom Lombardo at, at, at St. Ed's. That's Division One. Ted Ginn Sr., who's coached in Division One, now with Glenville, now with Glenville down in Division Four. Like there, and I could go on and on and on. But then you have Tiger Laverde at Kirtland, who's flip flop between Division mm-hmm. Five, Division Six, Division Seven, all, all the way through there. And there's so many other ones that don't get the recognition. So we're going to make sure we highlight that as well. And CBC TV will do that and all the other outlets that cover high school football. If you really want to know how good it is, you know, sometimes that dollar subscription to cleveland.com or the news Herald, it's actually pretty worth it because there are some stories being told that should be told and people should know about. And there are a lot of great writers out there. Some that blame you for losing a state championship game, but you know, (laughs) I digress. <laughs> no, there there are a lot of great people that have been covering this stuff, not just two years, but 20 years. So stay tuned. When you know, with high school starting up, Friday night lights kicking off right around the corner from fall. But we're still in summer, and summer, you tend to go on vacations, or maybe when it gets cold, you go on a vacation. What is that one place or the, that that list of places you've always wanted to go but haven't yet. We'll talk about our top three on the other side. And tweet at us at always positive J at LPV Productions at Kevin Seven at VTL underscore pod. Yes, tweet at us. Don't X at us. Tweet at us. And we will <laughs> maybe get to some of your responses as well. We'll talk about that next, right here on the Voice Land, the Big Play Network. Are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout Northeastern Ohio. The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com and make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply. Wow, time really flies while you're having fun, but uh, and it's been a fun show just as it's always always is to do the show, but tonight especially it's been a really fun show and we're already in our final segment. Got about 10 minutes left and we always like to have some fun at the end of the show. We try to find maybe a topic or a top something to, to end the show because Look, talking about the Browns, whether they're good or, or, or bad, and, and talking about the, the Guardians who are struggling, and you know, sometimes it takes a toll on you. You need you need a release from the release. Sports are seen as people's release from life and, and the obstacles, and we always w- wish well to everybody out there because there are some things you have to deal with in life that are that are absolutely terrible. But on the lighter like the side death of my fusion. Yeah, like like uh, losing losing a car. Like there and there are some things that are, you know, on the lighter side of things. But sports is seen as an escape. You're a Cleveland fan. You need an escape from the escape, and maybe sometimes that escape is an actual vacation. There are places you've always wanted to go that you never had a chance to. 
Jay, you brought this topic up, so I'm going to start with you. What is kind of your top three places for vacation you want to go to, you just haven't had that opportunity in your life? Well, no particular order, because I just don't care for order in these things. One yeah, is like what's, what's ranking, you know, we don't need Yeah, you're ranking like the places you want to go the best, like who cares? You know what my favorite one is? The one I go to first. <laughs> um, New Zealand. I would absolutely love to go New Zealand. And I think it would, that would have to be a really long vacation because I'd want to see like as much of that uh, island as I could because there's so many different like different like geographical like settings and stuff. And that's where they like filmed all the Lord of the Rings and stuff. And you got mountains with snow. Then you got tropical beaches and spots and rainforests on one spot. And you have like tundras in another. It's it's just a really look cool looking place. Another place I'd love to go to is Bora Bora. And if I could ever, like, something I'll never be afford to do is, you ever seen the ones that they got, like, the little island, like, hut things that are all connected, and then you, like, walk around the boardwalk yeah. to get it to Yeah. Oh, that would be, like, that's, like, a dream come true right there. And that one I don't even need to leave. I just stay in my hut the whole time and jump in the ocean back and forth. I don't need to go anywhere else. I'm good. And... Third, and I feel really bad bringing this up too, and it's part of why I want to do it is we always say thoughts and prayers and stuff, and thoughts and prayers to anyone in Hawaii. Like that looks that looks so terrible. Like that is one of the places that ranking wise, it might be number one for me. Like it just looks like pure paradise, and it just what happened to those people and animals and just everything there that I feel bad for. Yeah, Hawaii is way up there for me. Peter? Oh, so that's, it is, that's a difficult question. Now, New Zealand, I thought, I didn't even really think about that, but after hearing Jay talk about it, I'm like, that sounds great. Um, because I think it would be really kind of cool to, to see that. Be, and I actually work with uh, Futuri. We work with some radio stations in New Zealand. So I've been on you know late night calls where it's early morning in New Zealand working with uh, – some stations there so they do have some really good music there too on the radio by the way um but i always wanted to do like norway you know or iceland like some of those nordic countries um i thought that would be really cool um i got uh norwegian blood in me man there you go um very much a viking over here (laughs) i mean it it is kind of a toss there's tons of places around the u.s i want to i want to go that i haven't been to the keys i like to go out west I love going to Portland, Maine. I mean, that's something we do. We've done a couple times, and I love it. Um, part of me would like to go see, um, kind of like Europe, parts of Europe. Like um, my family is traced back to like the border of like the Ukraine region, so I think that would be kind of a cool thing to do, just to kind of try and trace some, you know, family history. But any right now, I'm so tired. Any vacation sounds remarkable. Yeah, any any <laughs> vacation sounds absolutely remarkable. I would, and again, no particular order, but I would say one place would always has always been Paris, um, France in general, because we have the, the Eiffel French, Tower here. So, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we do have it in our in our studio. Yes, because uh, people that don't know, Jacob's our Peter's son, Jacob. And, uh, you know, both of his sons actually kind of put that Lego 
Eiffel Tower together, and it's a sight to behold every time we walk into the studio. But that would be all four feet tall. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, it's at least. Yeah, you can reach the top pretty quickly. I mean, you know, you don't have to pay much <laughs> to get up there either. But the view is not uh, as good. I, right. I mean, I would always love to to go to to Paris or just France in general. Um, you know, I grew up watching the Tour de France and like saw like, some of the countryside and all that stuff. It looks absolutely beautiful. But there's a lot of French roots in my in my background, and I would love to kind of connect with that a little bit. Um, I would. I would say Italy. It's not that I don't want to go to Italy. I just feel like being allergic to gluten would be, and even dairy, I feel like I'd be shunned from the country pretty quickly, um, even though it'd be nice to visit. Um, I would say Great Britain or, you know, like United Kingdom, but especially Manchester. Uh, you know, taking a Manchester United game at Old Trafford, that's that's absolutely like a sports bucket list for thing for me i don't you know i don't know that i'll ever get a chance to do that but to take an actual soccer match on the other side of the world and in the premier league where it's you know the biggest of the biggest um that would be that would be absolutely amazing and i would say for my third one see technically like here's another way you can look at it it's like disneyland let's say like there's other just like places like that. I, I thought about that. Um, I mean, like France, Paris has a Disney as well. So, you know, like the you check off all the Disney. They have a Disney. Yeah, France has a Disney. How many yeah. Disneylands are there? Well, and that's not Disney. I don't know if they call it Disneyland. It's or... Euro Disney, isn't it? Euro Disney, yeah, I think so. Because there's one in, so there's one in Florida. Well, I'm, one in... I'm just saying, like Disney. Uh... Damn it. Yeah, it's Disney Disneyland. Parks, right? I'm just saying, yeah. like, how many Disney lands are there? Um, like different uh, uh, parks. I don't know. The number that comes to my head is five, but I don't know that that's accurate. There's two here in the United States. One in France. It's called Disney Paris, by the way. Oh. Um, I'm getting texts from the <laughs> resident doctor of the show because we we both She's love setting, Disney. Setting us straight. Yes, you're setting us straight. So it's called nice. Disney Paris. I believe there's one in Hong Kong. I think there Kong. is one. At least in in um, like the Asian Pacific part of the world, there's one over there. So maybe there's four. I don't I don't know. But checking some of those off the off the you know off the list. If got to vacation there, like of course I'm going to go check out Disney if I'm close to a Disney park. Um, yes, Hong Kong two in Tokyo. Just waiting for the text to fly through, even though she's in the other room, she could just just yell. Uh, at this point, who cares? Um, oh wow, Vlako Adonovsky has stepped down as manager of the U.S. Women's National Team. So, you know, didn't make it out of the the first knockout stage, and the coach of the U.S. Women's National Team has stepped down. Can't yell, baby is asleep. All right, well, I'm gonna talk a little quieter now because he's about to wake up he, and screaming because he needs to eat. But I will wrap up with, I thought about doing that with the Disney stuff, but there is a place that I know I've vacationed with the with my family, and I put vacation in quotes, but I was one, at best I was one, so I have no knowledge of it, nothing at all. I would love to, and as, as they're rebuilding it, I would love to go back to New Orleans. Because that, that's, really, that's really the basis of, the, the family heritage that I really connect with the Cajun Creole 
side of things that I honor my grandmother that way. She made her own jambalaya, um, homemade recipe, and that continues to be made by my aunts. And we have it now uh, to be made here at home. Uh, I would love to kind of like honor her and, and go back there at some point and see see New Orleans. I know that the hurricanes have kind of definitely hurt that, just like the unfortunate fires in Hawaii have, have ruined the, some of the beauty there. But They'll rebuild there. New Orleans has been re- rebuilding, and I, I would love to. I would love to go to New Orleans. Place actually, I forgot to leave off is Aruba, which hopefully we'll be going next year too. Yeah, I'm trying to swim with some sea turtles, bro. That would be that would be cool. Like it, if Janet was giving this list, we'd be going to any beach anywhere. So you know, yeah, I'm all about the beach, man. Take me to the beach. I'm what? sorry, what? Oh, not true, guys. Not true. Oh. Report, report from the other room. Not true. But. So you, you're sending out fake news over here about you, our uh, resident doctor. That's kind of true. All right. Well, that, <laughs> it, that'll wrap it up for this edition of The Voice of the Land. A lot of fun tonight, guys. And, uh, you know, we love to we love to do this every, every single week. And if we can even make one person laugh, it is an absolute pleasure to be on this show and then be on the Big Play Network. And we thank anyone who tunes in at whatever point of the week that it is, and I, I'm making a vow to be much better at making sure that the show, uh, you, we get clips out there too, because there was fun stuff that happened tonight. I don't even remember right now. <laughs> clips will help me remember and help everyone else have a good week as well. So when there's those days of panic with the Browns, and you need a good laugh. Voice of Land will be there to help you out keep you in check reality wise but give you a good laugh and with that for always positive jay for peter Tellup, have an absolute blast this week i know it's going to be a busy week weekend there for you peter but have an absolute blast you know how fun it is to do high school football and good luck to all of the high school and student athletes getting their seasons underway for football volleyball soccer all of that kind of stuff i am kevin on reminding all of you sports fans Hey, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. We truly love you all, 3,000. Jay? Don't talk about it. Be about it. And live life all gas, no breaks. We'll see you next time right here on The Voice of Land on the Big Play Network.